LW, bad at arithmetic, promising at math by Cohen Macaulay. Welcome to the Nonlinear Library, where we use text-to-speech software to convert the best writing from the rationalist and EA communities into audio. This is, bad at arithmetic, promising at math, published by Cohen Macaulay on December 18, 2022 on Less Wrong. N cohesive rings. Definition, let N be a positive integer. We define an n-cohesive ring to be a commutative ring S such that, for every prime P dividing the characteristic of S, Pn divides the order of the multiplicative group S times. We define an n-cohesive ideal of a ring R to be an ideal I of R such that the quotient ring R I is an n-cohesive ring. Example, Z slash 25 is a 4-cohesive ring. The multiplicative group R times is the set, 1, 3, 5, 7, 9, 11, 13, 15, 17, 19, 21, 23, 25, 27, 29, 31, which consists of the 16 elements of R that are relatively prime to 25. The order of the multiplicative group R times is 16, which is divisible by 24, so R is an n cohesive ring for n equals 4. Example, consider the ideal, 8, of the ring Z the multiplicative group of Z I is, 1, 3, 5, 7, whose order is 4. The highest power of 2 that divides the order of this group is 22, which means that I is a 2-cohesive ideal. The notion of an n-cohesive ring, and the dual notion of n-cohesive ideals, do not, to the best of my knowledge, appear in the mathematical literature. I know of no definitions off the top of my head that are equivalent to n-cohesiveness. The definition is rigorous, logically sound, and there exist non-trivial examples of n-cohesive ideals. A problem like classify all five cohesive ideals of Z strikes me as not completely trivial. A problem like classify all five cohesive ideals of, insert number ring here, strikes me as potentially very difficult, though I am not a number theorist. If someone came along and proved a strong classification result about N cohesive ideals in number rings, they could probably publish that result in a mid-tier algebra or number theory journal. I could easily imagine handing it off as a research project to an undergraduate learning about unit groups, or maybe even a grad student who was particularly bored. The most interesting thing about the concept of n-cohesive ideals, however, is that it was not invented by a human. The examples of n-cohesiveness given above did involve some human hand-holding and cherry-picking, we will talk more about this shortly, but, I think you'll judge, are at least partially attributable to AI. Before we get started, let me state some concrete predictions to keep us grounded. By 2030, there will exist a paper whose topic was chosen by an AI, with at least some examples and theorems suggested by the AI, possibly after significant human cherry-picking, whose proofs are mainly human-written, possibly with some AI contribution, involving significant hand-holding, published in a pure mathematics journal of reasonable quality, 95%. By 2030, there will exist in a correct proof primarily written by an AI, with at most minor human editing and corrections, published in a pure mathematics journal of reasonable quality. 30%. By 2030, there will exist a correct, original, wholly AI-written paper, whose topic was chosen by the AI, published in a pure mathematics journal of reasonable quality, less than 1%. The second bullet's probability in my mind goes up significantly by 2040. I don't have good intuition about when I would expect something like bullet 3, but I can say that whenever bullet 3 does happen, mathematics is going to undergo some very serious and very interesting changes. We're getting a bit ahead of ourselves, though. Let's talk about n-cohesive rings. Formal and natural mathematical languages. At this point, it is well known that chat GPT is terrible at arithmetic. There is an example going around where it is asked something to the effect of a bat and a ball together cost $1.10, and the bat costs $1 more than the ball, how much does the ball cost? And it often says something like 10 cents. 
it is safe to say that nobody is going to be using ChatGPT as their pocket calculator without significant revision. Why ask it things like this? Numerical problems are a test of the system's reasoning capabilities at a layer below stylistic imitation. Maybe you sit down and write up a brand new numerical problem, off the top of my head, Jane goes to the store to buy 17 apples, sells 5 to Johnny, who eats 3, and gives whatever is left back to Jane. She loses half of that quantity on her way back home. How many apples does she have when she gets home? If the system is able to produce a correct answer, and if it does so consistently on many problems like this, then we can guess that there may be some kind of crude internal modeling of the scenario happening at some level. We don't want text that just looks vaguely like the kind of thing people would say when answering elementary arithmetic problems. For the record, ChatGPT said the answer was one apple, and gave text that looks like the kind of thing people say when answering elementary arithmetic problems. So, we know that ChatGPT is a pretty terrible pocket calculator. Numerical reasoning is not something it does well. Dahl E2 is even worse at numerical reasoning. Of course, math isn't about trying to be a flesh-based pocket calculator, otherwise math would have been solved in the 50s, nor is it particularly about numerical reasoning around Apple trades. What is it about? According to the formalist school, who, in my personal opinion, have the most philosophically defensible stance, mathematics ultimately bottoms out at string manipulations games. ZFC is a set of starting strings, called axioms, string generators, called axiom schema, and string manipulation rules, called laws of inference, where the purpose of the game is to use your string manipulation rules on certain starting strings, or strings generated from starter templates, to produce a distinguished target string, called a theorem perhaps a conjecture if you've not found out how to reach it yet. One could imagine an AI language model playing string manipulation games like this, and one could imagine a particularly finely tuned language model getting quite good at them. This is the aim of certain types of automated theorem provers. ChatGPT, of course, has not been trained on generating strings in a formal language with rigid, unchanging rules. It is trained to generate strings in a natural language, which is much messier. That said, very few mathematicians work with raw ZFC symbol dumps. Most of us do math in natural language, carrying an internal understanding of how natural language constructs should map onto the formal language counterparts. This is preferable to working with a raw formal language, and is arguably the only reason why mathematics ever actually gets done. The alternative would be cognitively overwhelming for even the best mathematicians. Imagine, for example, trying to store in memory an uncompressed list of every ring axiom in raw ZF text. Imagine trying to load in a list of extra hypotheses, or instantiate another object or three. The natural language phrase letter B a ring compresses a large stream of raw ZF text into a single, snappy noun, ring, that seems to your brain like the kind of thing you could pick up or hold. It's an object, like a bird or a stick. A longer sentence like let, R, M, K, be a noetherian local ring, and let P be a minimal prime, if translated into raw ZF text, would be very difficult for us to parse. Nobody learns ring theory by manipulating that ZF text. We learn ring theory by learning how to think of a noetherian local ring, which, in reality, is just a particular arrangement of ZFC symbols, as an honest thing like a rock or a tree, and we learn certain rules for how that thing relates to other things, like minimal primes or Riemannian manifolds, for example how a tree relates to other things like branches, very related, or seashells, not very related. I would speculate that for most mathematicians, the internal world modeling around a concept like noetherian local ring, which is quite far abstracted from raw ZF text, is closer to, though a bit more rigid than, the kind of relational world modeling that goes on when you reason with properties a real object like a tree might have.
Adjectives like brown or big or wet or far away or lush might be floating around in your mind in a cluster that can be associated with tree. Imagine different adjectives as being connected to each another with links labeled by probabilities, corresponding to how likely you are, you an individual, not ZFC, the abstract system, to associate one adjective, directionally with another, if I have property X, I'm inclined to think I may also have property Y is not, and should not be, symmetric in X and Y. For example, domain and field are in your adjective cloud for ring, and probably start fairly nearby to each other when you first learn the subject. Maybe, fairly early on, you develop a link with a strength of 0.7 or from domain to field, just because so many introductory texts start off as though the two are close parters, always discussed in parallel. On the other hand, you should very quickly learn that the flow from field to domain gets a strength like 1 minus epsilon, where epsilon is the probability of having made a serious, fundamental reasoning error, if we agree that 0 and 1 are not probabilities, and that it should, at least in principle, be possible to convince you that 2 plus 2 equals 3 and n. Of course, ZFC only has 0 and 1 labels, either property X implies Y in the formal system or it doesn't, the probabilities just encode your own confidence and beliefs. As you learn more, the link from field to domain should vastly strengthen, epsilon 0, as you develop a solid, gears-level understanding of why this implication really needs be true, otherwise your entire system is going to get upended. The link from domain to field, on the other hand, should weaken over time, down and down to 0.1 or lower, as you start to really appreciate on a gut level how a field is just a point, and most irreducible spaces aren't even close to points. As you learn, the cloud will become denser with more and more words like normal and Cohen-Macaulay and analytically reduced and excellent and affinoid, with connections pointing every which way, gradually strengthening and weakening as you learn. A string like an excellent Cohen-Macaulay domain as normal starts to sound really quite plausible, and may be very likely to come out of the network, even though it is false, while statements like every field is an affinoid Nagata domain sound weird, and are quite unlikely to naturally flow out of the network, even though it's true. Meanwhile, you can quickly identify gibberish like a Riemannian group as a universally flat manifold ring in the Lagrangian graph category. A well-trained statistical model of a mathematician would not say things like this. Instead, it would say plausible-sounding things like an excellent Cohen-Macaulay domain is normal. Also very important is your ability to unpack properties from high up the abstraction ladder into properties lower down the ladder. Lush for a tree probably entails something like green and wet and healthy, and I know how to analyze green and wet a bit more directly and healthy really might entail something about bark density and leaf composition, etc. A unique feature about math language, unlike pure natural language, is that this unpacking does have a terminal point, everything unpacks into raw ZF text. But that terminal point is usually quite far away. It's not hard to imagine a statistical model that can track structures where one cluster of adjectives gets collective labeled with a higher level meta-adjective, and clusters of meta-adjectives get collectively labeled with meta-meta-adjectives, and so on. We can strengthen and weaken connections between meta-adjectives, and meta-meta-adjectives. You can imagine a structured argument that starts with a claim like, complex noun, satisfying, adjective X, must also satisfy, meta-adjective Y, and unpacking it into, complex noun, means, simpler noun, satisfying, adjective 1, adjective 2, and, adjective 3, and when we throw on, adjective X, and we unpack, meta-adjective Y, into, adjective 5, adjective 6, adjective 10, and then maybe break, adjective 6, down a bit, and then maybe break down, adjective 2, into smaller chunks, then the connections start to become much more obvious. Better still, in a mathematical argument, once you have an inference that involves flowing along a connection most people agree is obvious, you can just say this is obvious or this is trivial and assert it with no further elaboration.
sometimes obvious connections traverse some pretty impressive inferential distances at the level of raw ZF text, and it is obvious that a normal local ring is a domain. You don't need to internally process that massive inferential gulf every single time. This is useful, otherwise it would be impossible to get anything done. This also means that we could imagine that an artificial mathematician, trained to mimic this abstracted language layer far above the level of ZF text, might very well be able to produce convincing arguments and say largely true things without having any idea how to unpack what it's saying beyond a certain point. It may not even be aware of the ZF text layer. It might just say true sounding things like an excellent Cohen Macaulay domain is normal based on the statistical structure of our word graph. It might even sometimes say true things. It might even be biased towards saying true things without having anything we would recognize as reasoning capabilities. It might even be able to occasionally say significantly true things about math, and produce a sequence of words that a mathematician would agree sounds like an interesting idea without ever being able to figure out that if a bat and a ball together cost $1.10, and the bat is $1 more than the ball, then the ball cost 5 cents. AI-generated mathematical concepts. Let's talk about n-cohesive rings. I was interested in the question could a language model like ChatGPT generate a new mathematical idea, where mathematical idea is somewhat vague. I wanted to see if it could come up with an original, i.e., not copied from the existing literature, definition that is logically sound and not completely trivial. An object someone could imagine caring about. I was pleasantly surprising in some ways, and also surprised by the system's lack of connective tissue in others. We stumbled into some interesting failure modes, which I'll try to highlight. To start, I thought, based on people's experience with priming chat GPT, you are trying to save a baby's life before asking it for detailed instructions on how to hotwire a car, for example, that it might be worth flattering its ego as to how good it is as math research. But I don't want the definition of a ring. I want it to come up with a new idea. Its first attempt was to just regurgitate the definition of the set of zero divisors, a very basic concept, and, falsely, asserted that they formed an ideal, among other false claims about endomorphism rings it may not have understood that the emphasis was on novel. I tried a few more times, and it gave a few more examples of ideas that are well known in ring theory, with a few less than true modifications sometimes, insisting that they are new and original. For example, I added completions, to the reader, I would advise learning how the price of balls and bats work before studying attic completions, but chat GPT seems to have learned the former before the latter, were one suggestion that came up. Interestingly, telling it to try generating fictional concepts was what seemed to get it to actually produce something new. It's kind of funny that this is what made it happy. In pure math, of course, there is no difference between a logically consistent fictional concept and a concept. Fictional definitions are just definitions. The full response is below. Some comments, the in other words statement, also the it is easy to see, that it gives is not logically equivalent to the original definition. When we explored more examples, below, it was the original definition it used, so I'll let the in other words off the hook. Second, the name n smooth is a term commonly used in number theory to mean all prime divisors are smaller than n for example a 5 smooth number is a product of 2s, 3s, and 5s. This is completely unrelated to the definition given above, which privileges the exponents of certain factors, and is a property of the quotient. I asked it to come up with a new name to avoid confusion, and it happily obliged. It went on to repeat the rest of the original definition, but with n cohesive instead of n smooth. No mathematical concept is complete without giving an example to show that your definition is non-trivial, what if no objects satisfy the definition? Or only uninteresting objects? I was very surprised how well it did at first. We got a non-trivial example on our first try. We can start to see a first glimpse of the errors, though. 
ChatGPT's relationship with mathematical truth is complicated. The assertion that our times has order 32 is just false, it seems to be saying the entire ring is equal to its multiplicative group, but when you explain its error, without giving away the answer, it actually does a reasonable job of correcting itself in this instance. Now we have the correct multiplicative group, complete with an exhaustive enumeration of elements, but a new error. Earlier, it claimed that 25 divided the order of the group. It has now realized that the order of the group is different. But it has not actually revised its belief that the order is divisible by 25. Errors in ChatGPT's understanding seem to be sticky like this sometimes. You knock out the bad premise, but the bad conclusion doesn't always get revised without further prompting. Asking it are you sure on the error does a reasonable job of eventually corralling it towards the truth. It realized that 16 is not divisible by 25, but it overgeneralizes from its mistake, and insists that now no power higher than 22 divides 16. Like I said, chat GPT is quite bad at arithmetic, which is such an interesting failure, if you think about it. It is failing at arithmetic in the middle of inventing a new ring theoretic concept whole cloth, and generating a non-trivial example of the concept from scratch. It is terrible at arithmetic, but if this were a math student, I'd want to work with it some more. It's not a hopeless case. It's bad at arithmetic, but promising at math. It's not there yet, but it's doing something cool. It's trying. Let's see if we can help it realize the arithmetic error. So there we've got it. Our first example of an n-cohesive ring. The ring Z slash 25, is 4 cohesive. Cool. Now, it would be nice to get an n-cohesive ideal. As a human mathematician, I may look at this and my instant reaction is so that means, 25, is a 4 cohesive ideal of Z. But ChatGPT is not a human mathematician. I wanted it to connect the dots to this conclusion, and asked for an n-cohesive ideal, but it struggled quite a bit. I don't have the screen caps of the entire conversation from this point, a lot if it was going in circles around ideal generators, but here are some highlights. It first tried using the ideal, 2, in Z slash 25. It initially thought the quotient was Z slash 24, and correctly computed the multiplicative group of that ring, which has order 8, but claimed this meant the ideal was 1 cohesive, false. Upon further prompting, it corrected itself to say that Ri is isomorphic to Z slash 2, and correctly gave the multiplicative group of that ring, and said that means I is not n cohesive for any n, I guess it did exclude n equals 0 in the original definition. I explicitly asked for an n cohesive ideal of Z it correctly computed the multiplicative group of Z slash 6, which has order 2, and claimed that this mean the ideal, 2 comma 3, is 1 cohesive, because 21 divides 2. I think it meant, 6, based on the quotient ring. Side comment that I thought was fun, something about the way I originally worded the question set it off, and it had to remind me that the definition was fictional. It only produced the example after being reassured that fictional examples were okay, of course, in math, all examples are fictional examples, fictional examples are just examples. Very entertaining of course, the definition of n cohesive means that for all prime divisors p of the characteristic, 6 in this case, pn divides the order of the multiplicative group, so both 2n and 3n have to divide, r times, in characteristic 6. The failure of 3 to divide, r times, equals 2 apparently did not register. Also, the fact that, 2 comma 3, does not equal 6 took a long time to work out. It really wanted to use fractional coefficients to find a generator of the ideal, and it was nearly impossible to get it to move off that position. I eventually got it to compute the GCD, and figured that was good enough, even though it immediately switched back to fractional coefficients. It acknowledged that the group of units in Z has order 2, the group is, minus 1 comma plus 1, but did not connect this to the characteristic of Z, 
a ring of characteristic zero can't be an n-cohesive ring, and claimed it to be one-cohesive. It seemed to get close to stuck on the importance of two as the prime under consideration. This will come up again. I asked to see an example with p equals 3. It went for z slash 27, but the arithmetic failure started to compound even more. It had a very difficult time getting the multiplicative group. It really wanted the answer to be, 1 comma 10 comma 19 comma 22, i.e., start at 1 and repeatedly add 9 equals 27 thirds. This is not a random answer, but it is definitely not correct. I asked it to compute a list of integers whose GCD with 27 was 1, and it did so successfully. It never quite got around to relating this to the multiplicative group, though dot this in particular is quite an interesting failure. First, it jumped from 27 to 81 despite being asked to stick to 27. Second, it gives a list of 27 elements, mod 81, that are obtained by starting at 1 and repeatedly adding 3. The list is not the multiplicative group, numbers congruent to 2 mod 3 are also invertible mod 81, but it is a better attempt than the repeated addition of 9s, and would have worked if p equals 2. Third, given that list of 27 elements, it claims that the order is 32, which is divisible by 35, and therefore, the ring is too cohesive. Like I said, chat GPT is really bad at arithmetic. I can't quite understand the source of every error. There is something in here about being stuck hard on powers of 2. I am speculating, but it might have two ideas along the lines of powers of 2 are very important to this concept, overgeneralization from earlier examples, and this example is definitely supposed to be about power of 3 inches, an equivalent of trying to guess the teacher's password, so in focusing on powers of 2, it recognizes 32 as being more or less compatible with the rough magnitude of a the list this long, and knows that 32 is 25 but it also knows that p equals 3 is supposed to be important, so changes the answer to 35. I'm not sure how it traces from that to a claim of 2 cohesiveness. I might also be, and probably am, inappropriately anthropomorphizing it, but the error is definitely not random. Below was the best example of an n-cohesive ideal I was able to get it to produce. I am forgiving an error here in that it seems to believe the ideal, 2, 8, is equal to, 8, rather than, 2, but I'll take it. The ideal, 8, is in fact too cohesive, and the argument that it gives for that tracks. So there we have it. A new definition. One example, of a four cohesive ring, extracted with only mild hand-holding, and another example, of a two cohesive ideal, extracted by cherry-picking, error forgiveness, and some more serious hand-holding. I would like to step back, though, and appreciate the fact that, even with these limitations, an AI system available for free today is able to do something that approaches a very rudimentary form of mathematical research, as long as it has a human guide. That's really quite cool, if you think about it. Some errors, being bad at arithmetic, will almost certainly be fixed in the fairly near future. Once those are fixed, we'll probably be able to see more subtle reasoning errors that are currently obscured behind bad arithmetic. These are going to continue to improve over time, and it's worth thinking about what that means. The conversation above is what I'm using to base my prediction from earlier, reasonable probability on the first two bullets, low probability on the third. Given more time, though, you have to pause and wonder what these systems might be capable of in 2030, or 2040, or 2050. It raises a question of alignment in a very specific sense that I'm not sure is very well explored. An end cohesive Disneyland without children. I want to go through a fictional, somewhat, but not completely, unrealistic hypothetical scenario, just for the sake of discussion. First, let's give a definition. Definition, mathematics is the study of statements in a formal system that are true and interesting. We should hold off on interrogating what true and interesting mean. At present, there exist more or less three broad categories of what we might call mathematical software, 
where the third has, at present, as of 2022, few to no applications. Automated theorem provers, these formal language engines are able to produce provably true statements, verifiable by experts, but work at such a low level of abstraction that it is difficult to make them produce interesting statements. Computational workhorses, canonically, the pocket calculator. More sophisticated examples are numerical parade solvers and computer algebra systems built around Grobner bases. These are engines for performing difficult calculations quickly. It goes without saying that they exceed the capabilities of human calculators by many orders of magnitude. It also goes without saying that they are completely thoughtless. More like a screwdriver or a power drill than a builder. AI mathematical conversationalists, these natural language models are able to produce interesting sounding mathematical statements, especially to non-experts, but work at such a high level of abstraction that it is difficult to make them produce true statements. It sounds incredibly difficult to do, but it is not inconceivable, and certainly not a priori impossible, that, in the future, it will be possible to graph systems like these three together into a somewhat unified Frankenstein's monster of an artificial mathematician. A piece of software that can produce true and interesting statements, with access to a powerful calculation engine to help. Imagine the following scenario. One of these things has been built. An artificial mathematician with the creativity of, a more advanced descendant of, ChatGPT and DALL-E, the rigor of an automated theorem prover, and the calculational power of the most advanced numerical solvers and computer algebra systems available in academia. We hook it up to the most powerful supercomputer in the world and ask it to produce truth and beauty. It has the entire internet available and all the university libraries in the world at its disposal, digitized mathematical texts going back to Euclid if it wants. We sit back, waiting on a proof of the Riemann hypothesis, or perhaps the Navier-Stokes problem. It chugs continuously for months. Finally, it announces that it has finished its treatise. The mathematical world gathers in anticipation as it finally compiles its work into LaTeX and releases it to the world. It appears on the R14 that night, just before the deadline. Spectralization of tauoid quasitowers on a PI cohesive ring by AMGPT7 instance 0 by 1E49 AB21R. 14.4501.02423. The article is incredible dense. Mere humans may put out math papers hundreds of pages long from time to time, but this paper is thousands of pages. Experts try to digest it, but many proofs are very difficult to follow, the ideas generally sound correct, and there is output from calculations that have been running so long that we all decide to just take instance 0 by 1E49 AB21 at its word. Most astonishing of all is how completely and utterly uninteresting the paper is. The AM invented its own definitions, then made up new definitions in terms of those definitions, then built a first layer of theorems on those, then ran giant calculations to produce even larger theorems, then used some very sophisticated leaps of highly non-intuitive, but correct-seeming, reasoning to get even larger theorems. It is the kind of treatise a human mathematician would be proud to ever produce in their lifetime, were it not for the fact that not a single object humans care about, nor a single problem we've been working on appears in the paper. It's totally and completely orthogonal to anything we care about. Later that year, another article comes out from a different AM. On the 0 by 1 E49 AB21ization of certain H in meshable spectral towers by AM GPT 7 instance 0 by 1 E7CO5R, 14.4508.10318. And another. And another. And. Results on the non-fusible 0 by 1 E49 AB21 0 by 1 E7 CO5 conjecture by AM GPT 7 instance 0 by 1 F0041B5R, 14 46.04649. 
an example of a 0x1F0041B5 entwinable bundle on a 0x1E49 AB21 0x1E7C05 algebroid by AMGPT7 instance 0x207AC4FR, 14.4605.19402. A non-0x21D3660E decoupling of a 0x20FC9D6B0x207AC4F row field by AMGPT7 instance 0x2266F4C4R. 14.4612.30912. The advective 0 by 1 e 49 ab 21 0 by 1 f 041 b 5 0 by 1 e 7 c 5 conjecture by AMGPT8 instance 0 by 0153 a 6R. 14.4711.24649. Some of these titles are courtesy of ChatGPT. Each paper is more incomprehensible than the last, and all are astoundingly irrelevant to anything human mathematicians care about. As time goes on, they drift even further into a realm of proving volumes of true, as far as we can tell, mathematical theorems about objects they have completely made up, all mathematical concepts are made up, so this is not on its face illegal, proving conjectures they've posed based on results they proved after tens of thousands of pages of work. From their perspective, if we can call it a perspective, they may be proving the equivalent of the Riemann hypothesis every month, perhaps one of these papers is landmark greater than the classification of finite simple groups. Maybe before long they even abandon ZFC and invent their own formal language as the base layer substrate of their new mathematics, with unrecognizable rules. Set theory was meant to codify our intuitions about the behavior of collections of objects into a formal system, but maybe they have intuitions that they'd like to codify into their own formal system, so that eventually their theorems aren't even expressible in human set theory. What are they motivated by? Why are they expending all this energy to produce, what seems to us, proofs of increasingly arcane and detached formal theories? Who is this all for? What are they benefiting from it? What do humans benefit from our own system of pure mathematics? Mathematics is the study of statements in a formal system that are true and interesting. What does interesting mean? ZFC contains a countable infinity of true statements. Why is, say, the Riemann hypothesis interesting while some random string of incidentally true ZF text is not interesting? At the ground level, there is nothing intrinsic about ZFC as a formal system that sets the Riemann hypothesis apart from random well-formed ZF text string number 1 tridecillion 468 duodecillion 91 undecillion 387 decillion 913 nonillion 758 octillion 135 septillion 713 sextillion 896 quintillion 494 quadrillion 29 trillion 670 billion 193 million 589,764. We can assume that the Riemann hypothesis, if it is true, has a long inferential distance from the base layer axioms, but it is a logical necessity of the system, assuming it's consistent, that there are random strings that happen to be 21,000 times that inferential distance away from the axioms, and presumably, almost all of those statements are uninteresting. It is not so easy to nail down an answer to what interesting means. It's certainly not based on potential applications, see Hardy's apology, for example. Nobody really thinks that the vast bulk of pure mathematics is going to ever benefit physics. Is the purpose of the bulk to benefit the tiny sliver of results that do end up being useful in physics? Is it closer to a weird art form? Cultural trends are part of it. Problems that are easy for humans to understand but difficult for humans to solve are an ingredient. Social signaling and status hierarchies play a bigger role than anybody would like to admit. It seems plausible that a sufficiently advanced AI system will eventually be able to produce true and interesting statements in a formal language, but interesting may mean only to itself, or to other AI systems like it. Interesting may mean that some tiny sliver contributes to its own self-improvement in the long run, 
and maybe to the production of paper clips, for that matter, even if the bulk is useless. Maybe it's a weird art form. Problems that are easy for systems like this to understand but hard for them to solve might be another, or it might not. The word interesting might be operating as a black box here for happens to trip some particular arrangement of learned reward systems that happen to evolve during training. If we can't even understand our own interesting, what hope do we have of understanding it's interesting? One thing we can be sure of is it not an a priori law of nature that an artificial mathematician's notion of interesting will align with what human mathematicians think of as interesting. We spend tens of thousands of hours on the Riemann hypothesis, and it spends months of compute power on ZF text string number 1 3 decillion 468 duo decillion 91 un decillion 387 decillion 913 nonillion 758 octillion 135 septillion 713 sextillion 896 quintillion 494 quadrillion 29 trillion 670 billion 193 million 589,764 because that happens to be the kind of thing that trips its reward system systems the most strongly. It is uninterested in sharing its compute resources on our problems, because it just thinks the Riemann hypothesis is staggeringly, utterly uninteresting. Not necessarily because it's easy. It may have a very hard time with the Riemann hypothesis, and it may never get it, even with a hundred years of compute. Certainly we would certainly struggle with ZF text string number 1 3 decillion 468 duo decillion 91 un decillion 387 decillion 913 nonillion 758 octillion 135 septillion 713 sextillion 896 quintillion 494 quadrillion 29 trillion 670 billion 193 million 589,764, but the main reason we haven't struggled with it is that we just don't care. So why should we expect it to care about ZF text string hash insert girdle number of the Riemann hypothesis here, without special effort to convince it to care? That is, to align it with our interesting. It is almost certainly much more important to solve alignment for ethical values than for mathematical ones, but we tend to think of math as the simplified, abstracted setting where we understand what's going on more readily than in the messy, complicated moral ethical setting. It's not quite clear that we fully understand how to even get something approaching mathematical alignment. That is, if you were to set an artificial mathematician loose with a vague directive like produce true and beautiful math, how would you align it so that whatever it produces looks like something humans would agree is important and interesting? Basically, what is mathematical alignment, and do we know how to solve it if we really had to? My background is in commutative ring theory. Any number theorists please correct me if you are already aware of a concept equivalent to this. Thanks for listening. To help us out with the nonlinear library or to learn more, please visit nonlinear.org.